The call for proposals for Voice Summit 2020 is available now. Having the opportunity to speak at Voice Summit will be highly competitive this year. So if you'd like the chance to be a speaker at this year's event, fill out the form at voicesummit.ai and click on Apply to Speak. Proposals are only open until January 31st, so be sure to get yours in now. That's voicesummit.ai and click on Apply to Speak. If you already have an app, you can now add voice to it. James Shelburne, the senior product manager for Allen, discusses how the company came about, how they're helping a particular industry save time and money by simply adding a voice option to their existing internal apps, and how developers can start using Allen now to add voice to any app. Hi, Inside Voice podcast listeners. This is your co-host, Carrie Roberts. And today my guest is James Shelburne, the senior product manager for Allen, the platform that makes it easy to add context-based conversational voice assistance to your application. Welcome, James. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Yeah, happy to be here. So let's start off with the history of this company. The founders and the company name Allen come from a very interesting place. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so our company is named after Alan Turing. He's the famous computer scientist who deciphered the Enigma machine in World War II and you know, helped get victory for the Allies. And he asked the question, can machines think? And so we're kind of rephrasing that into, can your application think? And that's the whole premise for Alan in adding intelligence to existing applications with voice. So our founders are Ramu Sankara and Andre Ryabov. And Ramu previously, you know, he's an Oracle veteran. He worked on um, the parallel server there. And he founded then the company Quick, which was the first version, um, was doing the first version of uh, video streaming on mobile devices, kind of before the iPhone and FaceTime. So that company ended up being acquired by Skype. And Andre Ryabov, our other co-founder, worked on that with him. And he is the one who built a lot of the video streaming components of it. So he also worked at the uh, Russian social network, Odnet Klasniki, and he's the, the real genius behind our technology. That's wonderful. Now, can you tell us a little bit about why you think voice can improve the experience of existing applications that are out there? Yeah. So voice in existing applications, it's taking all of the functionality that they have and making it available at any time from any different screen. So not all mobile applications are easy to use as Instagram. They are kind of, especially in the enterprise, they're packed with functionality, complexity, you know, a lot of screens, a lot of tapping and touching and typing. On the mobile phone, it's just kind of in general hard to do. And so voice is unlocking the power of those applications by letting anyone just be able to talk to them to kind of get work done, to access functions while they're driving, rather than having to kind of to touch the screen, they can just talk to it. And uh, the screen is providing them a visual feedback so they can easily continue the conversation there. And what we've seen in the kind of the existing voice ecosystem with Google Home device, Amazon Alexa devices, the, at least the version one, they didn't have the screen there, right? Not the, they later come out with the Echo Show and the Google Hub. And with the initial devices, no screen, you know, the user has to memorize what to say and what to do. And it's hard to kind of keep up with it. And it doesn't necessarily memorize the context or, or understand the context of the user. 
So with voice and within existing applications, the user has some idea already of what the application does. They can see on the screen just some visual feedback. And that's why voice experience on mobile, when it's supported by those existing functions, is just a much better way to interact. And in the enterprise, which we're primarily focused on, the users there have very defined workflows that they have to complete. And so at every step, they're talking to it, it's talking back, it's a conversation. And they're able to both see and Alan is able to understand the visual context of the user. And then we also kind of maintain the dialogue context. So it's a much richer experience. Can you give some examples of how adding voice to apps can help internal teams and how it's helped your clients? Maybe share with us some stories or some data that you have. Yeah, so it starts with the problem for mobile workers, right? People are not working at a desk and mobile employees. And they use these enterprise applications to do their work. But actually, there's a big adoption problem there where, as I mentioned before, they're hard to use. So they ended up just not being used in in general. And so the other problem there is, is that these mobile employees are also operating equipment. They have gloves on or they're driving and they can't easily just access their application to get their work done with touch and type. So voice for them is making them productive and letting them easily just talk to the application. And what we're seeing specifically in oil and gas is that workers are driving from place to place on an oil field and they're now able to just you know get information, complete work with voice. We have a deployment with Murphy Oil in Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. And for them, it's just made a, a big difference there. And then also, you know, because they're entering the information on mobile rather than waiting to you know, get back to their desk, they're entering the information at a much higher cadence and in an operational point of view. It's making sure that the most accurate data is always in the system. Problems now also occur there where they just write, like scribble a note, and then they take it back to their desk and enter some information in. It leads to inaccuracies. And human error is one of the biggest problems for these oil and gas operators. It it leads to downtime, which is a huge cost for them. Then in, in other situations for field maintenance, what we're seeing is that there's some turnover And what voice is doing is some turnover in in terms of employees. And what voice is doing for them is it's helping them train their employees while their employees are out in the field and don't necessarily have like it's, you know, are able to go through a huge operating manual or something like that. They can just ask the question to troubleshoot problems and voice will guide them as to what to do and um, take them through the steps to find a solution. So that's the second thing. The third thing is that this productivity that they're getting, yeah, as I mentioned, it's helping them at an operational level see all the issues as they come up rather than having to wait for the workers to get back to their desks or having this problem with adoption. Yeah, and your website shows some really good videos of how Alan works. So I encourage people to check it out because I think it's really helpful to see. And one of the things I liked that your application does, your voice thing, is that it will recognize certain words. You had an example on your website that a client's name was Bird. And so it starts to understand that that is the client's name when you say, give me information on Bird versus the word bird, you know, the the animal. So I think that that's really neat that it really is learning and improving 
for the needs of the company that's using it. That's right. Yeah. So what Alan is doing kind of behind the scenes is when you know a developer integrates Alan into their application, it's automatically learning all of this, you know, all the different words and terminology, this entire word set of that application automatically and putting into its own unique machine learning model. So understands in advance what the user is going to say. And then as I mentioned before, you know, it's maintaining the visual context of the user. So it understands what the user is seeing on their screen, all the words there, and saying, okay, on this screen, the user is more likely to ask this question. And then it's also, you know, not only that that visual context, but the dialogue context of what they said last, it can predict what they're more likely to say next. And, you know, the part of our key IP is that it's able to handle these complex words and product names Oftentimes, especially in the enterprise, there's product names that include words and numbers, for example, like E007. It'd be very hard for some other system to be able to understand that. But as I mentioned, that's our unique IP. And we're able to understand that as well as handle different accents of people, especially in the field, right? Uh, Louisiana, Texas, not always easy to handle. And um, Alan can do that as well. Yeah, I think it's great that you guys have really found a very specific niche within this space. Now, ROI, as usual, is the most asked question in business as a whole, but certainly in terms of voice tech, how do you quantify the ROI of voice experiences in enterprise apps? Yeah, so it starts with the individual worker. With voice, it's saving them you know, several minutes up to kind of an hour a day in terms of completing their workflows rather than touch and type, going back to their desk to complete something. They can just do it while the application is sitting next to them and they're working. So when you multiply that across hundreds of workers to thousands of workers, there's a huge ROI at that scale. And voice is just an efficient way of collecting information. And as we touched on earlier, the cadence at which people can or employees can enter data accurately it leads to this kind of compounding effect on the operational side where managers are seeing most up-to-date information. And that is saving them from having to do this uh, downtime maintenance. So in oil and gas, it costs them roughly $42 million a year for downtime. And that translates to like $120,000 a day. So with this information being updated constantly into their system, just with voice, and you know that's from making it easier for the end user, they're saving that money there. So for a typical operation, they'll recoup, you know, they'll see some ROI from voice within one month of being implemented. Yeah, which is great. How do you recommend that developers or companies bring a voice assistant to their mobile and web apps that they already have? Are there some steps that you recommend they take? There are some technologies out there. It's a little bit fragmented in the sense that developers will be only getting one piece of what they need to build a complete solution for their existing apps with voice. Alan is really the only thing out there now that offers the complete solution, the complete package to build, deploy voice, and also test and debug and just quickly iterate on the experience later. So... Some specific steps I'd recommend is going to our website, checking it out, and they can sign up for our service through Allen Studio. And so what Allen Studio is, it's a voice kind of code editor where developers can not only define commands and responses for their application, but they can do it with kind of unlimited flexibility. 
the voice experiences there are written in JavaScript. So it's really the sky's the limit in terms of what can be built. And then also it provides this visual aspect where developers can connect the voice experience with the visuals on the screen. So when the, the user wants to enter some information into a field, like a form field, um, they can do that or they can you know, open a new screen and things like that. Any, anything they can do it normally in an application, they can now do with voice. So there's Allen Studio. It lets them create the experience, then test it and debug it. We provide a lot of logs and analytics in there. And then they can use any one of our SDKs to integrate the voice experience into their application. Now, where can people learn more about what we're talking about today or if they want to connect with you and have questions personally? Yeah, they can go to our website or they can connect with me just through my email, james at allen.app. That's A-L-N dot A-P-P. And uh, they can also find me on LinkedIn and Twitter. And what's the website? That's allen.app, A-L-A-N dot A-P-P. Perfect. And the last question we like to ask on this show to really promote voice as a whole is, what is a flash briefing voice skill or experience that you're using right now and really enjoying? I've been having a lot of fun with a Jeopardy game with voice that actually we created and we offer actually the source code to it if you want to see it through Allen Studio. And you can also download Allen Playground on the App Store if you want to use it as well. It contains a bunch of different voice capabilities, just kind of um, applications in there. But one I've been really enjoying is the Jeopardy game. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, James, for sharing your insight. And it's always great to hear on this show how different companies are really creating a business around voice to help people in various niche industries. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at modev.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.